On today's episode, we get to speak with the communication manager and business liaison librarian for the Meridian Library District. That's Meridian, Idaho. And Yuki and Allison operate basically out of the business and technology location of the library, supporting local business owners and entrepreneurs in the Treasure Valley. And then Allison oversees all the marketing and public relations for the Meridian Library District. And so we are going to talk all about the library and Unbound and what it does for the community. There's so many wonderful things that you're going to learn about Unbound. And I have no idea that all of these resources and 3D printers and resin printers are all available to be able to use pretty much at cost. And uh, it's just phenomenal. So you're going to learn about that. But before we do that, I want to talk to you about Nadine West. It's basically awesome, affordable outfits that are delivered to your doorstep every month. Well, you could do it every week if you wanted to, but every month you have this no risk shopping secret to make your friends jealous. <laughs> and you have, even if you have zero time to shop, right? They basically send you clothes every month. You keep what you want, you try on what you want, and then you send back what you don't. And it is risk-free. There's all kinds of surprising, wonderful styles, and it's affordable. That's the key here. And they send you jewelry, they send you leggings, they send you scarves, they send you sweaters and jackets and pants and all the fun things. And it has been a treat every time I get my Nadine West package in a pink little package and you receive the shipment without paying anything. And then once you do decide to keep what you want, then you keep it and then you send back what you don't. And it's all kinds of unique, affordable items. And they have sent over 1.3 shipments to their happy customers and they have amazing Google reviews. And I get phone calls directly from Nadine asking me how things are going, what I could, what they could do to make it even better or not, or whatever the case might be, what I'm happy about. I just really love it. And it's subscription-based, obviously. You can pause it when you need to. You can set up the frequency as often as you'd like or as little as you like. And it is pretty, pretty spectacular. So go to peppershock.com slash offers and select my link and then you'll get a special treat just because you used my link and you can use the discount that you are getting because you used my link and I get rewarded too. So that's awesome. You can take a style quiz online and then you get your happiness delivered in a pink package every month and then you just keep what you love. So peppershock.com slash offers, select the link and you will get a special offer from me to you. And now it's time for the marketing essentials moment, the basics that you need to help you continue to build your brand and your bottom line. And today I wanted to talk about Clubhouse. It's this amazing social media audio only app that's really kind of exploded over the pandemic. It's a social audio app that uh, you can bounce around in the hallways on the app uh, of the internet and meet some incredible people. And we have been doing the Marketing Expedition Club on Clubhouse every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, or that would be 12 p.m. Eastern Time. It's It's been really great. You can go in, you can put in what types of interests and likes you have. You can explore 
explore what they call the hallways. Of course, it's inside the app. And you can discover millions of rooms. Uh, those are rooms that are happening within each of those clubs within Clubhouse, like the Marketing Expedition Club that we've created. And you can go and listen or come to our club and listen to what we say every Wednesday. Uh, you can listen in. You can go and raise your hand in the app and go on what they call the stage, or you can stay back in the audience. But if you go on stage, you're going to get on stage and immediately your your mic is hot. So you always have to remember to mute yourself if you don't want to speak right away. But the moderator will call on you. They'll ask you questions or contributions that you may have to add to the conversation that's happening. And of course, there's something for everyone. I mean, there are so many different clubs and topics and rooms and moderators hosting these things. And you can, like I said, listen in or share your thoughts, uh, ask your questions, ask their, or give your contributions. Maybe you've got some ideas that you want to share. And you can drop in those rooms and you're communicating. You could do it while you're walking your poodle or running in the park, right? You can raise your hand in the app to chime in if you want. And then, of course, you can always go back into the audience when you're done being on the stage. But you can meet amazing people. There's what they call the back channel where you can message people uh, by sending them a message. Or you can also link your Instagram account or your Twitter account. And then you can direct message people there. So it's a way to meet new people from all over the world. I have spoke to so many people from all over the world. I just hosted a clubhouse room today and um, I was able to speak with somebody from Israel uh, to Germany to, I mean, everywhere. And, and even in my own backyard, people that know me who are in my club on clubhouse, the marketing expedition club. And of course you can get on it. You can even host a room of your own. It's just everyday people who are willing to, you know, give ideas and inspiration and information and insights and people are who tell they're telling jokes they're maybe they're reading the morning news maybe they're singing to you maybe they're playing a song for you maybe they're just sharing their deep thoughts or maybe they're just getting silly and talking about random things there is something on there for everyone every topic and like I said you could put the different interests that you have and you know the the clubhouse app was really designed with the belief that people are at the center of every moment and when you get on, I recommend first learning how it works and what you can do and where you can go and who you can follow. Make sure you fill out your profile information because if you don't have your profile information, then people may not actually bring you up on stage and they may not, you know, take you seriously because it might just be like somebody who's, you know, fishing for information and not, not participating and you want to put your profile picture on there as well, right? And so those are some tips I can tell you when you join Clubhouse. You will get this little party hat uh, symbol to say that you are new to the app. So people are very forgiving when you don't necessarily remember to turn your mic off when you don't want to speak or, you know, any of those types of things. Now, it was originally just on the iPhone app store, but now it's 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 for everyone. If you have an Android, you can use it too, but it is definitely a place to go to meet amazing people. I have met, you know, in the tax room, let's say, I've met people that now I'm having on my podcast uh, in, in, who I've met in Clubhouse, people who I've worked with that are service providers that I otherwise may not have worked with before, right? And, and so, I mean, it's just a, a phenomenal way to get to know people, be able to share, you know, what your value is that you have to give. And that is the idea is to give first and then you're going to receive an abundance and because it's a reciprocal thing, right? 
And so every Wednesday, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, 12 p.m. Uh, Eastern Time, we uh, I just do an hour and we share and process goals and maybe some goals that are met or set or some things that uh, you're working on in your marketing journey that you want to process. And it's really kind of fun because it's kind of like you're in the hot seat and you get people providing information or ideas or things that they've tried or experiences that they've had. And of course, it's always up to you to, to filter out what it is that you want to, you know, retain for that advice, right? You know, know your audience, know who's giving that advice and what kind of experience they have. That's why it's so important for your profile to be filled out. But it is certainly growing. And every week we have more and more people joining us on Clubhouse in the Marketing Expedition Club. And I highly recommend that you do that as well. And of course, if you enjoy this podcast, it's just an extension of what we're doing here and talking to business owners, leaders, marketing professionals, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, mamapreneurs. I mean, you name it. We have talked and worked with different variety of people who are getting on Clubhouse and wanting to participate. And it's great because you can still wear your pandemic pajamas and not have to worry about it because it's audio only. <laughs> I guess that's what's nice about this podcast too right now. But that's the point. So if you're not on Clubhouse, I highly recommend checking it out. Go to clubhouse.com. You can download it from there on your phone. Yeah, it is only on your phone or you could put it on a mobile device like an iPad, that kind of thing. So that's enough about Clubhouse and hopefully you, you join us. And, and if you want more information or if you want to get on our email list so that you can be reminded every week when we do our Clubhouse room, you can do that. Go to peppershock.com. Actually, the, the webinar to get on the the email list to get reminded about Clubhouse, go to clubhouse.marketingexpedition.club. So once again, it's clubhouse.marketingexpedition.club. And then what you'll do is fill out that form and give us your email address and we will send you the link every week that you need to go to on your phone in order to join that particular week's room, okay? It's a new link every, every room that we do. So you'll always wanna have the new link every time. Or you can go to peppershock.com slash events and we are updating the link weekly there as well. Of course, then all of the events that we have coming up for Pepper Shock, you can go there and you know go on this marketing journey with us. So peppershock.com slash events. And then to get on the email list, clubhouse.marketingexpedition.club. Okay, let's get into the interview with Yuki and Allison. Welcome to the Marketing Expedition Podcast, an auditory journey through the latest in marketing, branding, and advertising. Now, here's your Marketing Expedition Guide, Ray Allen. Welcome to the Marketing Expedition Podcast. I'm your host, Ray Allen. I'm the president and CEO of Peppershock Media and the founder of the Marketing Expedition Community. And today I have Yuki and Allison with me. Welcome, ladies. Thank, Thank you. you so much for having us here. So let's start with you, Yuki. Um, share a little bit about what it is that you do and who you are, and then we'll go with Allison after that. Sure. So yes, I am the business liaison librarian with the Meridian Library District. I primarily operate out of our Unbound Business and Tech location, which is located in downtown Meridian, Idaho. And we um, focus all of our services on supporting business owners, entrepreneurs, tech learners across our area. And my job is to help people uh, locate, locate and navigate uh, local resources, get connected with other business owners, um, figure out the ins and outs of all things to do with business. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of relationship building, and it's, that's the best part of my job. 
Excellent. And Allison, share about you and your role. Yeah, so I'm the communications manager for the um, Reading Library District. So it's a district-wide position. Um, so all the communications and marketing um, across all of our locations. We have four locations right now and some new locations on the way. Um, and I work a lot with Yuki um, in particular on um, reaching the business community. Excellent. And okay, let's talk a little bit about your background. What got you to where you are in this position now? Yuki, go ahead. For me, you know, my career has always been centered on relationship building and information. I just didn't realize it. It just kind of, it started out organically. I took the first job available to me out of college, which was content marketing for a tech startup in San Francisco. Um, And that was all about information. I was in charge of, you know, writing all the blogs and articles that were going to empower renters who were in cities where rent was just way too high to afford, which I think a lot of us can relate to still these days. And then from there, I moved into running my own life coaching business, which is, again, using um, information to empower individuals to live their best lives with full confidence and eventually made my way to the Meridian Library District, which um, once I stepped into working here, I was like, oh, aha, of course I'm working here, but I wouldn't have necessarily planned that for myself. Um, But it is all about taking information um, and building relationships with the people who live in the area that I grew up in and boosting us all higher um, as a result of what I've learned and learning alongside people um, and helping them learn how to figure out information for themselves. Excellent. And Allison, tell me about your background. What got you into this uh, role that you're in now? I think similar to Yuki, it was sort of a natural progression that I, I realized kind of late, <laughs> like as I was applying for this job. Uh, I started my career in journalism. I worked um, for newspapers um, and then kind of transitioned into communications roles for some nonprofits locally. Um, in my last job, I was working for a nonprofit that f- focuses a lot on early learning um, and early literacy. And so uh, that, that focus on information and education is really central to my work here. And even though my, my title involves a lot of marketing, I see it as a lot of community engagement, which is what my whole career has really been up to this point. Allison, tell me one of the most memorable moments of your career at the library so far. Well, I have to say, I mean, I know that um, Yuki's here also, but opening Unbound was huge and exciting. Um, I started my job kind of right before the pandemic. So most of my position has been um, in response to COVID and shifting operations. And then in the middle of all of it, we were opening this new location in downtown Meridian um, and seeing those renovations, working with the architects, and seeing it all come together was hugely exciting. And then, uh, you know, I haven't been able to do as much community outreach in person as I've wanted to do since I started this role. And so when we opened Unbound in April and I and people came out and I started meeting more people in the downtown community and um, our community partners, that has been really exciting and continues to be. Yeah. And Yuki, you stepped in. At what point did you come to work for Unbound? Was it already open? Was it in progress? Where were you in the picture? It had been open for three months. So it was brand new renovated. And I stepped in as brand new business liaison librarian. And it's been a lot of ongoing learning and self-training. And that's been kind of the most fun part, I think, about working at Unbound. Um, 
I think that the unique thing about Unbound is that it is all about creativity, innovation, testing out your, your new big idea. And I think, you know, we talk about that a lot in theory, um, but actually having a place where you have the equipment and the tools and the access to be able to actually test out your new ideas, not just talk about it, but actually do it. That has been the most fun part about working at Unbound for me. Okay, so tell me maybe a success story or something that occurred or something that was built or created or made at Unbound. Totally. One of my most fun stories is um, we had an entrepreneur come in one day and he said, I want to prototype some new equipment for EMDR, um, which is a a treatment that is commonly used um, for treating PTSD individuals, specifically veterans. Um, It can be used for anyone, but it started out with um, treating veterans for PTSD, which is really neat. And um, this entrepreneur was saying, you know, this is something that I have studied for years and I've really benefited from. And the equipment that I use right now is really bulky and it's not very comfortable for me to use when I'm giving this treatment to someone else. So I want to prototype a new piece of equipment Uh that people can use that's easily transportable, super easy to use and super comfortable to use. And we said, great, that sounds awesome. Why not? Let's do it. So then he pulls out this little lump of clay from his pocket and says, okay, this is the prototype that I have so far. And we said, okay, that's awesome. We'll see what we can do with that. Um, And what's really cool is he took this little piece of clay and worked with our um, staff members to learn how to 3D um, model what he was looking to make. And using our 3D printers, he printed probably five or six iterations before he got to what he actually really wanted it to be. Um, He was taking his little prototype and testing it with other people in our library saying, does this fit your thumb? Does this fit your thumb? Can everybody use this? You know, just really basic crowdsourcing. Um, But working together with the staff, he was able to use our 3D printers to print several iterations of what he wanted until he had the final product that he liked. And then he was able to print that on our resin printer. Um, And he came out with a really beautiful model um, of the exact look of the equipment that he wanted, as well as a case that it can be carried in. And just seeing that process of, you know, I've got this great idea and this tiny little lump of clay. So all of a sudden, wow, I have a workable case and these gorgeous pieces of equipment that I can actually now um, use to talk with manufacturers about, you know, programming it for actual use. Like that was so exciting. Um, And my favorite part about it was just how enthusiastic staff were along the way as well. You know, I think it's easy when someone comes in with a new idea to go and look at all the reasons why something couldn't work. Um, and here at Unbound, I feel like we really take the attitude of, oh, great. Well, we've never seen this before. We're not exactly sure how to do it, but here's a couple of ways that we could get started. Let's just try and see what happens. Uh, so for me, that's a story that's near and dear to me um, that, you know, in under two to three weeks, he was able to get that all done and all under like 20 bucks. And so it really wow. was a great example of him being able to easily access the technology and the services and the support that he needed to learn in order to be able to prototype this new piece of product, I guess. Absolutely. And what a, what a cool story to tell, right, Allison? Yeah. What I love about that too, is it, it really is very much the spirit of Unbound. Like anytime you walk in there, there's always some projects going on and a real openness to just experimenting and creativity. Um, which is why we definitely want to spread the word to, to people who maybe don't know exactly what they're even what route to take. They just have an idea. It's a good place to just start. And you're right. Not a lot of people have this opportunity right at their fingertips, right? To just come in and play and do and learn and 
you said, so you've got the 3D printer, the, the resin machine, and what does it cost people to, to be able to do this? You said 20 bucks, right? So, so tell me a little bit more. What is it, aside from time, what is it that, that it's good? What's an investment for them? Well, the best part about Unbound is that all of our machine use is completely free. So that person was just paying for the actual material that was being used. Uh, So we charge five cents per gram for general uh, PLA that we're using in our 3D printers. Uh, We charge 20 cents for specialty filament like PETG or nylon. If you're doing resin, I think it's around 20 cents per gram. I'd have to double check that. Um, But that's kind of the purpose of Unbound because we understand there's nothing worse than having some big idea that you're really excited about and then not knowing where to take that next or not having the equipment or tools necessary to take your idea forward. So our biggest aim is reducing or completely cutting out any barrier to somebody really being able to pursue their idea. So, uh, you know, depending on the service, depending on the room that you're using, the cost can vary, but people can rest assured that we are keeping that as low to the ground, if not zero cost as possible, because our entire aim is let's get people in, let's start testing our ideas, why not do it? So how does this whole program get funded? Where does it come from? How did it begin? What was the the impetus to make this all happen? There was a period of time when makerspaces started to become really popular in libraries. And what's interesting is they primarily started out as teenage programs. So there were a lot of teenagers who were really interested across the country in learning various technologies. And 3D printers were a big one. Um, So we had 3D printers we had invested in for our teenage uh, program users. And then, as I understand it, one day, uh, our our manager and our director got together and started talking and thinking, well, why don't we make this technology accessible to everyone? This doesn't need to be just for the teenagers. The teenagers are absolutely welcome, of course. But also, how can this support ongoing tech learning and business growth efforts across the Treasure Valley? So as I understand it, that's really what the impetus for Unbound was. And it was all coming down to this question of what would it look like if we made this accessible to everyone? And what would it look like if we dedicated specific resources and a specific location to this type of learning um, and really made this a center and a hub uh, on this topic and this niche area? Allison, did you have anything that I missed on that or anything that needs to be added? Maybe one thing to to mention is that so Unbound uh, initially was a pilot location um, in downtown Meridian. So, you know, the evolution is really from that first 3D printer, which was funded by a grant in 2012, I think. Um, And then it sort of evolved. And this was before Yuki and I were at the library, but the the idea was to try this out in downtown Meridian. Um, And so from fall 2015 to early 2019, it sort of operated as a pilot and really became a fixture of the downtown community. And there were a lot of lessons learned that we then applied to this new location. And so the idea um, when the space that that the original Unbound was using um, was no longer available, which which was always sort of known that it was gonna be a temporary space. Um, Plans were already kind of underway to start looking for a permanent location. Um, And Unbound was one of the projects that um, was part of our plant facility levy, which is funding a few other uh, new locations coming up, our, our new Orchard Park branch in North Meridian, a new South Meridian branch, and a renovation of Cherry Lane. Um, but we were able to really fund the Unbound project, mostly through operating funds to kind of save some of those facility uh, or plant facility levy uh, funds. Um, and I will mention too, a lot of the equipment in that space has been funded through grants. We have a foundation that, um, has been able to, I think it was almost $40,000 um, nice. in funds that helped. 
Wow. That's awesome. And my understanding is during the pandemic, it was on lockdown, shutdown, but what could people do? They could help make masks, right? Or shields, right? So tell me, tell, tell us about this story, because I think it's a great story to hear. And uh, we actually got to interview and be a part of that. But tell us more. Yeah, this was our um, our unbound manager, Nick Grove. And yeah, we were, that, it was pretty early on in the pandemic, too, where a lot of people were working still from home. And Nick had all of the 3D printers in his garage um, and was uh, helping create the, the um, like the headbands for, for face shields and then also um, like the ear savers so that for people wearing masks all day um, and, and was able to provide a lot to a, a number of different organizations and also collaborated with a lot of other libraries to coordinate that effort. May as well put it to good use, right? Yeah. <laughs> There are some pretty cute pictures of his kids in the garage watching that <laughs> process. Nice. nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was very helpful and to be able to to do something, right? To you know, working from home, you got to you got to keep yourself busy and me as well. So, I'm glad that happened. <laughs> Um, okay, so since we're going on a marketing journey in the Marketing Expedition podcast, I'm curious how it is that you are getting the word out. What kinds of marketing tactics and tools and and tech are you using to help spread the word about Unbound and the libraries, I should say too, right, Allison? <laughs> yes, um, I think it, it gets back to a lot of, I think the trend in marketing, which is that um, it's very targeted um, to, to sort of think about especially at a library, we have a lot of different audiences and a lot of different segments of the community we're trying to reach for different things. So our strategy for early literacy is, is very different from our strategy for marketing unbound, um, but it's similar in that there is a, a big element of outreach and community partnerships in all of that. So I work really, we have an outreach team um, and that I work very closely with to sort of think about, okay, for this particular program, this is our audience and these are the partners that serve a similar audience that maybe can help uh, connect people with these resources. And with Unbound 2, a lot of Yuki's position, which she can talk about a little bit, is to really be embedded in the business community in Meridian so that we have those relationships. In addition to doing email newsletters, social media, the website, um, building those partnerships and promoting through through those networks, which which kind of results in more word of mouth, which we're seeing more of, I think, in Unbound is people will hear from someone else that we have a podcast studio and then they'll great. stop. That's, that's where Yuki is right now in the podcast studio. I love it. <laughs> Sounds great. Absolutely. T trying it out, testing it out. It's awesome. <laughs> so Yuki, your role is the kind of the business liaison. Do you work a lot with employers that then, you know, have people invent things at Unbound or, you know, what, what is your role and how do you make it work for people to, to get to know about Unbound and all of the wonderful things that you're doing? My role is very fluid. Uh, that's kind of the fun part about it. And that also is what makes it really hard for me to just say in one single sentence, you know, other than, oh, I support business owners, entrepreneurs and, and tech learners. Uh, you know, that can look like so many things. And I certainly do work with employers. Um, more commonly, if I'm working with employers of, of a group, usually we're looking at um, pitch meetings, we're looking at startup meetings, we're looking at board meetings. Um, if I'm working with someone specifically on our equipment use, usually it is an entrepreneur um, or it's a small startup owner. Uh, so I would say I probably work with more solopreneurs and entrepreneurs when it comes to prototyping equipment. And um, like Allison, she put it so beautifully, we follow the embedded business librarianship model, which is a little bit different 
different. It's kind of like outreach, but it's a little bit different. Um, but I think really what it all boils down to is showing up and giving service. That's really, uh, I mean, that's the top value for any library staff member you ever speak with, but it's also, um, it's also what really drives the way that we build our relationships and the way that we get the word out about Unbound. So we figure, you know, we're showing up, we're trying to add value, we're trying to help as much as we can. Um, and hopefully that does bring uh, word about Unbound to people and, and um, makes them excited to come and see what they can do. Okay, I have to ask librarians, what's your favorite book? <laughs> and I know you're not necessarily the librarian, but you work for a library. What's your favorite book, Allison? This is such an impossible question. I, this is the hardest question. So I'm a, I'm a big fan of short stories. Um, I, I do a lot of writing in my spare time and it's a lot of uh, fictional short stories. So I, I return a lot to some of my favorite short story writers. So um, Kelly Link is somebody I love, Miranda July, Claire Bay Watkins. This is sort of a non-committal answer, but I'm throwing these names out <laughs> because anyone wants short story recommendations. Those are some of my favorites. Excellent. And Yuki, what about you? It is the impossible question. I'm convinced if someone can tell you right off the bat what their favorite book is, either they are a superhuman or they're just making it up on the spot. Because for me, it's always, okay, what is my favorite book of the moment? Um, but probably a book that I um, really enjoyed and made a huge impact on me is Jane Eyre, uh, which I know is such a basic, I mean, it's, you know, British classic, but I love British literature. It's, it is totally up my alley. And the way that she paints those landscapes, oh, gorgeous. Fantastic. Oh, I'm going to have to, yeah, get involved with that too. I love it. Okay. So talking about resources in the business community and marketing, uh, what are, what are some go-to resources that you rely on that you get your information from that you would share with others to say, yes, you need to, to read this or see this or go to this website or listen to this podcast or, or whatever it is. Yuki, what about you? What, what's some go-to resources that you rely on religiously? One of the resources that I love the most is called um, Data Axle Research, and it's a database where you can research consumer trends um, in, well, wherever you are, so within the Treasure Valley for sure. So if people are looking for hard data that's going to inform their marketing efforts and their business efforts, that is a huge go-to that I automatically say, yes, definitely go there. Um, another resource that I really love is called Idaho Business Wizard. Um, and it can be found um, at business.idaho.gov. And that is basically a step-by-step -step checklist for any kind of business that you're looking to build. So, you know, you want to start a charcuterie board business and you've got to figure out the food licensing. You can go in, you can find your category and it's going to tell you exactly here's the license you need. Here's the office that you need to talk to. Um, those are probably my top two in terms of, in terms of hard uh, information that's really going to get people started. Oh, a charcuterie board. You just made me hungry. <laughs> but you're right. Okay, excellent. Excellent resources. Thank you, Yuki. And what about you, Allison? What's your absolute go-to place to find out what's going on? Well, I wanted to, before I forget to mention it, so Yuki mentioned Data Axle, which is um, a library database also. So if anyone else is interested in accessing that information, that is one of the databases that the library um, can link you with. Um, and, and I would also throw in there Foundation Directory Online. Um, I'm coming from a nonprofit background. So these things uh, stand out to me if you're looking for grant fundraising opportunities and kind of exploring fundraising op opportunities in yeah. this area. I wanted to point those out to people because I think that a lot of uh, marketing roles also include some development uh, work as well. Um, and it's funny that you, as I was thinking through that question, I feel like so much of my 
work is now like very focused on a very specific segment of communication. So the government social uh, social media community has been very helpful for me in my role um, because communication um, as a government entity is a little bit different than other marketing. So that um, even though it's focused a lot on social media, it's been really helpful for broader marketing ideas and community engagement ideas. Um, and then I follow a few um, very library specific um, newsletters that have been helpful in thinking about trends um, for adapting sort of larger national trends for, for libraries in particular. Mm -hmm. Right, right. So um, do you listen to any podcasts at all? Out of curiosity, Allison? I have to say, I don't listen to any marketing podcasts. That's just okay. That's okay. I listen to yours. Oh, um, thank you. <laughs> but I don't know if I have additional recommendations. I would love your recommendations, actually, for, for marketing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Marketing Over Coffee. I just actually had the host on my show not too long ago, which is kind of fun. So it was like a, either some people say Swapcast or Pod Swap, right? Where we do both of each other's show. And there's uh, lots of different marketing ones that I love to pick up on and, you know, listen to. But what about you, Yuki? Do you have any favorite podcasts that you like to listen to? Aside from the Marketing Expedition podcast, of course. <laughs> I was going to say Marketing Expedition podcast is our number one. <laughs> For marketing, I don't specifically listen to any podcasts other than yours. Um, but in terms of just general interest, I love the We Can Do Hard Things podcast by Glennon Doyle. I love Netflix as a daily joke. I do improv and stand-up comedy on in my spare time and so getting to listen to those short little clips that that give me that boost of serotonin to get through the day you know yeah um and then there's a great podcast I don't remember what it's called um I want to say it's called something like what's in your fridge but anyway the host he uh he asks different celebrities to come on and they'll take a picture of their open fridge before they start their episode and then they'll talk through all the different foods that are in their in their fridge and as a food lover that is <laughs> nice. totally my jam you are you must have uh food on the mind so that's charcuterie boards and what's in your fridge <laughs> great honestly when am I not thinking about it that's the question <laughs> That's good. I was just looking at my podcast list to see which ones I, you know, I, I've recently um, been I had taken golf lessons. And, and so I have been listening to some golf podcasts lately, just so that I can keep my game going during the winter months, right? And and it's funny because I, I am taking lessons now and it's basically in a big, huge garage that you can open the doors and then you can hit your ball out to the driving range. And um, so so on my way to golf lessons, right, I was listening to <laughs> the golf podcast and, and just kind of getting into it more and more and getting excited about it. And because of the pandemic, golf has extremely, you know, more, more people are doing it and just like podcasts and listening to podcasts is becoming more and more popular too. But uh, anyway, so <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, I, I like golf podcasts. It's not marketing, but you know, it could be, you can do, you can do business on the golf course for sure. <laughs> so another question, what's been a, a really big surprise in the last few months and why? What's something that's happened that's like, oh, that was unexpected or just different or, you know, surprising to you? Uh, who wants to take this one first? Who, who can unmute themselves first? <laughs> I don't know if this is really kosher to say. <laughs> well, I guess we can always edit. <laughs> do, you, do you edit this little <laughs> Right. As a newcomer to Unbound, I have been pleasantly surprised by how well-received it's been in the downtown Meridian area. And I, I promise I'm not just saying that to make us sound good. Really, I 
Um, when I was working in the other branch, I worked in our main Cherry Lane location and, and we would send people to Unbound and I was aware of the resources, but I wasn't, you know, super connected and in with it. So I was excited to come to Unbound and to learn. And then once I started working here, it really hit me. Wow, there is a need for this. This is not just cool business resources that are nice to have if you want them or cool 3D printers that are cool to see if you want to go see. I was so amazed at the genuine level of interest as well as just how much it contributes to workforce development and people's business growth. Um, people are really taking our machines and using them. People are really taking our resources and making the most of them. Um, and I have been floored by the amount of growth um, that I have watched people experience as a result of using these resources that are available to them. Uh, so I've been really pleasantly surprised at how impactful this has been. And it's, it's really, um, it's really driven home for me just how important this is. It's not just libraries aren't just like a feel good cutesy place to take your kid. I mean, it can be, you know, but for this business in tech library, I'm, I've been impressed at, wow, this is, this is robust. This is actually making a difference. This is a real thing. Excellent. I love it. Allison, what about you? What's been something that's a big surprise to you lately? You know, one thing that I was actually just thinking about the other day, um, we, you know, one of the challenges of this year is thinking about what, what community engagement can look like um, if it can't always be in person and what are some virtual opportunities we can offer to, to kind of get that more direct community feedback. And so we, this past year, a trend that we've kind of developed in our own communications plans is, is hosting virtual focus groups on different topics. Um, it really started with thinking about our budget because we want feedback on our budget. Um, mm -hmm. And some of what was used in the past, I think was a little bit hard for people to um, really know what to do with it. Like a, a budget is a complicated topic and um, we didn't always get a lot of engagement and feedback. And so we started hosting focus groups on, on sort of smaller budget topics with more specific questions to make it a bit more accessible. Um, and then we started doing it for other things as well, as we've been designing new locations, um, inviting residents in those areas, inviting community partners. And I have been pleasantly surprised that people show up to Zoom focus groups and they are very engaged and we've gotten really, really good feedback um, to the point that I am planning on continuing them um, always as an option. I think there's there's been some benefit in the fact that people can just jump on after work they don't have to commute over to the library. Um, so that has been a, a pleasant surprise and it's really helped yes. me shape my communications plans going forward. Right, right. Okay, so if you had an unlimited budget and somebody just waved a magic wand and said, I'm gonna give you X amount of dollars to do whatever it is that you feel like you need to do, what would you spend that money on, Yuki? I would give everyone a huge grant to come and see your conference, to be honest. I think it's going to be such a huge, it's going to be chock full of so much good insight and advice and instruction for people. So I would love to be able to give more people access to um, high-end meetings and conferences like that. I mean, you know, it's, it's so important for people to be sitting at the table. And I think at libraries, that's what we're trying to do. But you know, we can only provide so much access to the things that, that we are able to invest in and that we are experts in. So I think that's probably the first thing I would think of is I would buy people tickets to high access events, you know, that might normally be cost prohibitive or, um, and, and I'm not, I'm not saying that the, that your conference is cost prohibitive by any means. I just mean, you know, generally specialized information. I would want to 
to break down those barriers. <laughs> Good answer, Yuki. And what, what she's talking about is uh, coming up in January, January 19th, 2022. So if you're listening to this beforehand, yeah, we have the new marketing trends for the new year coming up. And Yuki uh, is going to be there presenting as well as several other speakers talking about marketing trends and things that are happening for the new year. And Allison, I'm hoping you're the, you'll be there too. And uh, so I'll just do a little plug. It's peppershock.com slash events. And you can sign up to attend either in person or virtually since we were talking about Zoom, Allison. And uh, so, yeah, it's uh, coming up. And then for those of you who are listening to this podcast after the fact, um, you can go to the marketingexpedition.com and become a member. And all of the speaker videos will be inside our community. So you're able to watch them later if you can't make it to the person in person or uh, online streaming event. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> what about you, Allison? If you had unlimited budget, what would you spend it on in, in your, in your budget? In a marketing, it's so hard because of course, like my first thought just goes to more resources for patrons that we would love to offer. And we're always, um, so much of my job is kind of like keeping an eye too on like what the foundation and fundraising are doing. Mm -hmm. So I think that that is <laughs> my first thought immediately goes to what other resources can we add to these new locations we're, um, yeah. we're opening and that we're fundraising for actively now. I'll put in a plug for yeah. that as well. <laughs> if anyone wants yeah. to support the foundation and help fill those buildings with more materials and, um, and even just thinking about, you know, like Unbound is this very unique location because it's very focused on meeting space and then this tech focus. Um, but libraries in general like to focus on tech and emerging technologies and how can we put more of those in our buildings. Um, so that's certainly something that's always in my mind too is um, how do we how do we make that happen at all of these other locations? You know, it's really interesting. I remember when, you know, social media and all the, it was digital media, it was called new media and, and people were freaking out about, well, now no one's going to go to the library because we can just get everything we need online. And it's so not true. So to hear you're growing and expanding and adding new locations, I mean, proves them wrong, right? <laughs> it totally does. And I think it really proves that people are craving a place for community. I mean, beyond just information, here's the thing. If you are looking for the answer to something, you can go Google it. That's super easy. We do it all the time. But if you come into a library with a really niche research question, or you start out with your surface level Google question and then figure out, oh, actually that runs me into this topic or this topic or this barrier. And I actually don't know that. If you have someone there who is an experience, it's literally their profession to navigate information and they're helping you walk through that and they're co-learning with you. I mean, how incredibly empowering and effective is that? And then furthermore, I think that libraries, yeah, we're, we're proving to be um, centers of connection for people, whether that's, you know, business resources and networking, or it's, you know, making friends and um, connections with people who are in your area that you wouldn't have met otherwise. So I think there is yeah. tremendous value that libraries offer uh, that is unique to ourselves, um, just how, you know, Google offers things that are unique to them. Absolutely. Yeah, Allison, what do you say to those who say, well, you can just go online for everything. We don't need a library. <laughs> I know. I mean, well, I think Yuki said it so beautifully, like that community building is so central to our mission as a library. And we, 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 we want to let people know, like, if you don't know where else to go, <laughs> we can help you. Um, we can help you answer the hard questions. We might not be the experts all the time, but we're really good at connecting you with expert resources. 
um, or, or connecting you with other people in the community that might be working on a similar project and might be good partners for that kind of work. Yeah, libraries are, are fun. They're not like the old where you have to be super quiet and, you know, they're just not like that anymore. And you go and it's welcoming and warm. And, and like you said, there's community space. Like, I don't know how many uh, meetings and events we've had at the library because they have these open spaces that you can sign up to use. And, you know, in, in our case, you just pay a deposit for food deposit and then you get it back if you don't make a big giant mess right so i mean it's 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 very much the community oriented and you're right i mean i love to go to the library i love the the smell of books <laughs> you just can't get that when you're online <laughs> i'm glad you mentioned books because here's the thing too like i think there's been this sort of larger trend in marketing to say a or in library marketing to say like libraries are more than books which is true we do a lot of other things and we we offer people access to technology we do all of these things, um, but we also still have books and books are a huge part of um, yes. our focus. And what we've learned even from this past year with the pan or the past two years now, the pandemic right. is that is hugely important for people, access to books and access to materials for their children. Um, and and also that, that connection of, of our staff that can help you find the right books and can answer questions. And that's something through Googling, that's going to be a little bit harder. If you have like a specific homeschool question and you need help connecting right. to the right resources, that's something we can help. Yeah. I think if I were to say, what's the smell of a book, people would have immediate reaction. But if I asked, well, what's the smell of Google? Nothing. <laughs> There's a big difference. All the senses are alerted. And I think it's great. And, and you, you've mentioned, you know, children and youth programs and, you know, them getting to do things that maybe they otherwise wouldn't have access to or, you know, having story time or movie time or any of those things. I think, you know, it's just it's a it's a great place, like you said, for early childhood education to get a good start and then carry them all the way through and continue to keep them at the library doing things that, with the programs and all the things, the incentives that, you know, youth get to be able to continue to learn, to read and grow and, and educate their brains, right? They're growing their brains just as much as they are, their bodies. So, <laughs> yeah. Totally. And if I can add a little additional plug here too, I think that libraries are one of the only places that are there to serve you and give you information and help you without asking for anything in return. Uh, you're using Google for free, but they're trying to sell you things, right? There's Google oh, ads. Yeah. There's, there are reasons that they're trying to help you. And I think one of the beautiful things about libraries is, yes, we have access to a wealth of information that we are happy to help you with. Uh, people are genuinely excited to tell you about their, what they're reading or yes. what local resource you can access. And you can exist without having to pay for anything. You don't have to buy anything. We're just here to help. I love it. I love it. Okay. Um, so since we're mentioning plugs, go ahead and share if people are interested in learning more um, and, and wanting to get in touch with you or just, you know, make an appointment or what can they just walk in? What do they do? Yuki, do, do they make an appointment with you guys? How does it work? It really depends on the service that you're looking to do. So um, since it is a public library, you can walk in anytime our hours are open and those are listed on www.mld.org slash unbound. 
and uh, you can research all you need to know before uh, coming in, or you can give us a call if you're unsure. If you're wanting to meet with me personally, you're welcome to contact me through the website and book an appointment request. If you're wanting to learn our machines, how to use them, you can book an appointment request. If you have a specific research or business topic you want to uh, have staff help you with, you can book that appointment request. Otherwise, it's all walk-in and available. Um, we do offer uh, reservation options for our podcasting studio and for our meeting spaces. So those can be submitted online 24 hours in advance. Honestly, we have such a wide array of services. I always tell people, just go check the website first or give us a call first. We'll walk you through it depending on what you're looking for. Um, but guaranteed, we'll make time for you. We'll make sure we, we get you in here and get you what you need. Excellent. Allison, I, what were you going to say? Go ahead. Oh, I'll throw one more thing in there too. Yeah. We have a live chat on our website too during our opening hours. So if you go on our website, you'll see a little pop-up. And so if you have a question, um, you, you can ask it there too. And then I'll, I'll throw in a plug for our social media. <laughs> Just please do. want to follow us at Meridian Library on um, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Excellent. And uh, yeah, so coming up January 19th, we'll have uh, a wonderful, wonderful bits of information from you ladies. And that it will be, uh, yeah, January 19th, 8 a.m. Mountain Standard Time to 1145 p.m. We decided to keep it safe and not serve lunch. And we're just going to have, you know, packaged goods. So that way, no spreading of anything anywhere. <laughs> and uh, it'll be at the Silverstone Amenities Plaza, or it'll be on Zoom. And you can go to peppershock.com slash events to register for the big event and or go to the marketingexpedition.com to watch the replays later if you can't make it. But hopefully we'll have a room full of people and a Zoom room full of people too. <laughs> I indeed. am so excited. We cannot wait, Ray. This has Yay. been such a pleasure. Just getting to talk about it has already made me so excited. So I can't wait till the conference. <laughs> it's going to be a party. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Excellent. All right. Well, um, you, ladies, thank you so much. And of course, we'll put this out there. And for those of you listening, you can subscribe to the podcast on pretty much any channel you get your podcast. So Spotify, Apple, all of the places. I think we're on Amazon Music too. Anyway, go ahead and do that. And then the biggest thing that you could ever do for us is give us a review, share this out to those that you know that need to hear this message today and others that we've done. Of course, we're over 100 episodes into this now and it's a top 10 most popular podcast globally now just from Idaho, right? <laughs> so lots of good things happening here uh, on the podcast and, and going on. So until next time, everybody, just uh, enjoy the new year and enjoy your journey. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Expedition podcast. Want to continue the journey? Don't miss out on new episodes. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wouldn't it be great if there was one place you can go to get all the latest information and tips about marketing and advertising? The Marketing Expedition community is that place. People like you gather in our online community to build relationships with others and find the latest marketing trends, tactics, tools, and technology. We help you build your brand and your bottom line. Start your adventure today. Visit themarketingexpedition.com to find out more.